0: So uh, Hannah's man, H- Hannah was due uh, March second. So I mean, it's not crazy early, but yeah. Uh, Izzy came out February nineteenth. So yeah, uh, but she her last she preached last Sunday. She preached last Sunday, and then she gave birth that uh, was that that Tuesday or something like that. So. anyways, when, uh, she was talking about uh, the tipping point, uh, the tipping point. Her message was called the called the tipping point, and it was basically about how God. Uh, uses subtle things in our lives to get our attention, and that moves us into the next season or that moves us into our next uh, like revelation of our lives or something like that. So it's really good. And today I want to be talking about uh, the importance of paying attention to God's voice. So we're not going to get reading uh, yet. We'll get there in a bit, but it is First Kings chapter 19, verse 10, so just hold your finger there. So um, it's funny that Kina shared about us fighting uh, during our outro. Um, we didn't, I, I didn't know she was gonna do that because um, I'm gonna share about our fighting during this message. So we're we're okay though. <laughs> we fight a lot, if we hit it, but it's, that's normal. That's what they told us. That's what they told us. <laughs> it's normal. It's normal. Um, but we yeah we got into a, a not a uh, you know a semi semi medium fight um, on sa- on Saturday or Friday. And um, man, when uh, when I when we get into an argument, I try to fix it. I try to fix it. I try to ask questions and stuff like that. Um, but I'm very unfair. I'm very oblivious to what I'm doing. I'm very hypocritical. I set up rules in our fight, like, hey, hey, like you, you talk and I'll listen, and let's not talk over each other. And then all of a sudden, I'm doing that, and <laughs> Kina's like, you just said, like, that's you, you're doing that. You're, that's exactly what you're doing. Um, and you know, I'm not really that fair. And uh, it's funny because I try to solve the problems. I try to ask questions and try to just get in there. Um, and then uh, her insult to me was Dr. Phil. Like, like hey, are you, like, are you Dr. Phil? Like, do you think you're Dr. Phil or something like that? Um, yeah. <laughs> I thought it was pretty funny. <laughs> and then um, uh, I talked uh, to my oldest sister, Cece, and I was talking about, I was like, yeah, man, this is how I approach the fight. And she, I didn't even tell her what she called me. Uh, but her advice is really good. And Her advice is like, hey, maybe don't approach her as a pastor, approach her as that this is your wife. Um, I was like, man, that's really good. So I went home and I didn't do none of that. <laughs> I started asking questions again and just started going out of hand, and she, she calls me Dr. Phil again, because I didn't, I didn't listen. Um, so, I didn't listen. That's the thing. I just did not listen. Oblivious. I, I got advice, didn't hear from that. My wife was telling me straight up in a, a disguised word, um, you know, what was going on, Dr. Phil. But, I know, I, I didn't listen. And uh, the truth is trials and fights and struggles are always going to happen, right? They're always gonna happen. It's promised, it's promised um, in, in the Bible. Um, but I think the scariest thing about the trial isn't the trial itself, it's the outcome. I think that's the scariest part that we, I think we all know life is gonna get hard, but I think the biggest question is like, man, am I going to be okay afterward? Afterward, am I um, am I going to be all right? What is the outcome when the trial is done? Will I still be okay? I think it's the scariest thing. But uh, what they say a lot, um, uh, like when they're talking about this type of stuff, is that the outcome of the trial depends on your response to the trial. Your out, the outcome of the trial depends on the response, on your response to the trial. So you don't have to worry about the outcome. You only have to worry about your response. How do you respond? Because that is going to dictate the outcome of what's going to happen. All right. Um, you can see that in this book called Job. It's in the Bible. It's, pronounced, uh, it's, it's spelled Job, J-O-B, but it's pronounced Job. Um, and you can read that. It's, it's, it's a lengthy book, but it's really good. Uh, it's about the devil uh, kind of wrecking this guy's life, but the man still does not turn his back on God. And... Um, I think that we can learn that. That's one of the lessons we can learn from that book. That outcome of the trial depends on how you respond to the trial. Joe went through a trial, but he responded very well. He responded good. He didn't lose his mind. But there's other stories in the Bible where there's trials and they just lose their minds. They just go. They just snap and they just mess a lot of stuff up. Um, from a Christian perspective, we can only respond to trials in two ways. If you're taking notes, Galatians five sixteen. Either you respond with the flesh, or you respond with the spirit. You respond with the flesh, or you respond with God. or in other words, the spirit. But real quick, just to explain, what is the flesh? It's not your physical skin. You know, when we say respond with your flesh, it's not like your this, it's not what you see here, it's not your skin, your organs, it's not that. Um, But it's basically the flesh, when the Bible sometimes talks about the flesh, it's basically our selfish desires to sin someone says hey that's your flesh or don't uh, you know watch out for your flesh They're talk about our selfish desires to sin it's a very basic way to understand it but the irony of our flesh is that while it's selfish it's also self destructive it's weird um, it's like a dog that wants to eat chocolate kind of you know the dog is selfish it wants to eat that chocolate but the very thing that it wants will actually kill him in the end right Right, It's kind of like cancer. It will just keep growing and growing, and it wants to survive, the cancer wants to survive, so it keeps growing and taking over, but it ends up killing the host, but once it, once it kills the host, it ends up killing itself. Right? That's exactly what our flesh is. It just keeps on wanting and eating, but as we keep wanting and eating, we, it ends up just killing itself. It's selfish, but self-destructive. Um, all of us in, the, in this room, we have indulged in our flesh. Uh, If you eat at McDonald's Uh, We all know McDonald's is unhealthy and someone can kill you and maybe some things are linked to cancer within McDonald's Um, Actually at a Starbucks when you're uh, bought the coffee already and you're putting your cream and sugar They should have this black sign right there and it says hey some of this stuff can cause cancer basically but we all still go to Starbucks (laughs) and that's, that's, it's not sin, I'm not saying Starbucks is going to sin, but I'm just saying, hey, we know that this stuff hurts us, but we still go, you know? Um, I'm still going to go to Starbucks. I'm not saying don't go to Starbucks, but I'm just saying that's what our flesh is kind of like, right? And our flesh is something that Christians may overlook. We kind of try to blame everything else. we try trying to blame the devil. We try to blame uh, other people. We try to blame our circumstances. Uh, But true failure, true failure of a trial is not when you're struggling or having a hard time. True failure in a trial is when it ends in division and destruction. That's how you know you truly failed a trial, is when something got divided or something got destroyed. And you won't fail because of the devil. You won't fail because of your circumstances. You won't fail because of your other people. You'll only fail because you wanted to fulfill your flesh. That's the only reason. That's the only definition of true failure. How did the devil fall? It's, in found, it's found in Isaiah. He used to, his name used to be Lucifer. Lucifer sounds evil because that's the devil's name, but he was actually an angel. And um, somehow in his mind, he thought he he could top God. He wanted to be above God. He wanted to be God. So he waged war. What was he fulfilling? He was fulfilling his flesh. He was being selfish. There wasn't another devil. I, I don't know, maybe there was a devil 1.0. I, I don't know, doesn't say that. Um, <laughs> But he was fulfilling his flesh. And interesting that when the devil tempts us, just like he tempts Adam and Eve, he doesn't say, hey, join the dark side. Hey, come join the de- come join me, the devil, and we'll wage war against God. No. How does he tempt us? He says, hey, fulfill your desires. Adam and Eve, you want to be like God? Go eat that fruit, and you will be like God. And he doesn't really – he makes his name very subtle. He doesn't really introduce himself like that. Like, Come join the evil side. Um, an interesting fact about Satanism, um, we we kind of watched this on Vice. This is kind of random. Sorry, B- bad segue. Hey, so Satanism. Um, <laughs> um, no, but sa- interesting fact about Satanism is that their theme isn't worship the devil. Their theme is worship self. That's it. It's weird. It's weird, right? You would think it's all about the devil, and saying no. They say, hey. We just want you to just worship yourself. That's it. And that's exactly what the devil wants. Worship self. Fulfill your flesh. Um, it is an enemy we overlook. You know, we think the devil is a bad guy, but actually, man, it's our flesh. It is our flesh. And that's why Jesus tells us to die to self and to deny ourselves. All the time. Die to yourself, deny yourself. Because the devil is powerless if he has nothing to tempt us with. Your sin, he's saying, hey, come get it. It's over here. But if you deny your flesh, the devil can just do that all he wants. And he will and you will never engage into that sin because you're denying yourself. And that's the hardest battle. It's not really between God and the devil. It's between God and your flesh. It's the hardest, the, the most difficult thing. That's what makes Christianity so difficult. It's not the devil. It's our flesh. It's that part of us. All right, so. Come back to trials. Remember, the outcome of the trial depends on how you respond to the trial, right? And you'll have those two choices, flesh or God. Reactions from your flesh will only divide and destroy, but responses from God will only unite and heal. Perfectly opposite, right? Everything's opposite. So we want the, the key is we want to respond with god that's the goal when any whenever a trial happens whenever you get in a fight an argument whenever you're, you're struggling you want to respond with god that's the goal right do not react to the flesh respond with god so hopefully you guys are still there first kings chapter 19 verse 10. this is a key thing to know about god though if, we, if you want to respond with god this is a key thing to know about god um this is in Kings, and this is a man named Elijah, and he is running for his life, and he's in a trial. So let's go see what he, what, what he uh, gets into. Verse 10. Elijah says, I have been very zealous for the Lord God of hosts. For the children of Israel have forsaken your covenant, torn down your altars, and killed your prophets with the sword. I alone am left, and they seek to take my life. Then God said, go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by, and a great and strong wind tore into the mountains and broke the rocks in pieces before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after, earth, after the earthquake, a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a still, small voice. A still, small voice. Voice. If you were to ask any question how God's voice sounds, I would describe it just like that, still and small. I was talking with um, uh, some of the guys here, Eddie and June. We're actually talking about the subject, how God's voice, um, it kind of starts out like this thing from your own heart. It kind of starts off from this thing from your, it sounds like you, but you know you didn't think of that. It's like something influenced your heart and then almost in your, when your heart's processed and you actually understand what God's saying, but it's still, it's subtle. It's, you can easily overlook it. Um, you know, that's why when you see people that hear from God, they usually look very peaceful, you know, like eyes closed, hands, you know, quiet, <laughs> um, because they need to be quiet. They need to hear the from God. Um, it's never like, like no, no one's going like holding their ear, like, like God's shouting, you know, no one's like, oh my gosh, like, 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 stop, stop. You're so loud, God. Um, it's always just this, this quiet, <laughs> See, they have to, they have to be quiet, they have to engage to listen. Um, so God's voice is still and small. When there's trial happens, our flesh wants to react, but we have to know that God's voice is still and small and subtle. So how do we hear that? Um, Well, let's turn to James. Let's turn to James. This is actually the verse we're gonna be going into this week, so James chapter one, verse 19. Um, James chapter one, verse 19. James chapter one, verse 19. This is a great verse to throw throw around when you're in a fight next time. It's a a, a great (laughs) verse for uh, for hypocrites to use. (laughs) Uh, James chapter one, verse 19. James one verse nineteen. Um, yeah. So, uh, uh, oh, um, yeah. Next time, next time you're in an argument, just use this. Or next time people are getting rowdy, just just use this and and just walk away. Just drop the mic. <laughs> All right, you guys there? You guys there? Yep. All right. Simple. It's simple. You guys probably already heard it. You guys probably already got it memorized because maybe your mom told this to you or something. Anyways. So then, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. Let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, and slow to wrath. That's it. It's a very practical verse. So let's all imagine we're in a trial. It's heated. It's hot. You're worried. You're feeling angry. You're feeling all these things. Remember, the goal is to hear God's still small voice, right? That's the goal. So the first step into listening to somebody is to stop talking, right? The first step into listening to somebody is to shut up, right? right? <laughs> Just shut up. So the first step is to be slow to speak, be slow to wrath. Be slow. Now, speaking and wrath alone aren't evil, right? God speaks, God gets angry, but they're not evil, right? But when our flesh is backing those things up, when our flesh speaks or when our flesh gets angry, those things immediately and definitely turn evil because it's your flesh. Remember, your flesh is selfish and it is destructive, right? And when there's a trial, our flesh is quick and loud to react, right? It's not slow to anger, it's not slow to speak, it's quick, it just blows up, And I'm the worst at that. Most of you guys know me as a chill guy. Um, It's not me, I'm not, I'm not a chill guy. Um, Kina definitely knows. Um, I blow up, I'm quick to react, and my flesh is talks, and it hurts, and it divides, and it hurts Kina. Sometimes, man, I can't believe the things I said to Kina. Um, it's, it's, it's crazy, I never thought I would say um, certain things, but I have, and I regret those, because they're divisive, they destroy, and my flesh is quick and react. To, um, my, my flesh is quick to react, and I'm not blaming my flesh, I'm blaming myself, all right? And, Makes sense. Just want to make that. I'm, I'm not saying, oh, that's a part of me I can't control. No, when I say those things, that's me. I, I'm saying those things. That's good. So the first. So what James is saying when he says, "Be slow to speak, be slow to wrath," James is saying, hold back your flesh, because your flesh will divide and destroy you. You got to hold your flesh back. Be slow to it. Be slow to react. Be slow. Let your your flesh is gonna want to lash out. Just hold it on a leash and just hold it back. That's the first step. Just, just you know, whatever. Just nod or just breathe. I don't know. <laughs> whatever you got to do, just walk away. Um, and it says slow to wrath, but uh, I want to say that other emotions, when attached by your flesh, can also be evil. Um, anger will destroy people, of course. But even sadness, you know, be slow to the grief. Uh, depression could just... Hold someone down and make them incapable of moving. It will divide them, it will isolate them, and it will destroy them, right? Yeah. Um, you know, be slow to worry. Uh, Worryness will just make you running around, keep running around and accomplishing nothing, right? It will divide and it will destroy. Even happiness, even this feeling, the fleshly feeling of happiness, not the, not the spirit, not the fruit of the spirit, but the fleshly feeling of happiness, it can make you do some really dumb stuff. Right, feel like lonely, and then you know there's that person that just comes along, and then you're like, oh, I'm so in love, and I'm feeling so happy. Um, if that's just all your flesh, that will eventually divide and destroy. It's happiness, but it's your flesh. Remember, your flesh is always divisive and destructive. Your second step: once you are quiet, be quick to listen. Once you are quiet. Your priority is to seek God's voice and not your own. That's the, that's the main part of you because you know you cannot solve this. You, can, you do not have the words. You do not have the perspective to see this because when you're in a trial, doesn't your thoughts always seem jumbled up? Right? You seem indecisive over everything. But when you're quiet and you listen to God's voice and you just wait, God will just clear all the fog and you can see things with a clear perspective. And then you're able to engage. Then you can talk. But you have to listen first. We want to be guided by the one who knows the way out of this, right? So we have to listen to him. And that's the key. And instead of giving a chance for our flesh to divide and destroy, we are giving a God a chance to heal and to unite, right? Amen. So remember, the outcome of the trial depends on how you respond to the trial we need to learn how to respond to fights to trials to struggle to struggles not with our own flesh but by waiting and listening to God when trials happen we have a chance to show the world who God is we have a chance to just throw God in there and maybe someone could have a glimpse of who he is but when our flesh does that it pushes people farther from God especially when we call ourselves Christian Yeah, so there's been fights when our flesh, me and Kina, our flesh just it just goes at each other and it pushes each other away and it divides and destroys. But there has been some very good times when we both learned to wait. There was this one time we got a fight in a car, so I couldn't jump out. Um, <laughs> I, was, we, I was trapped, you know, like, I was like, man, like, it's very hard to hold my tongue back. It's very hard. But I just started breathing really hard. I was like, <sighs> I started breathing. I was trying to intimidate her, but she wasn't because he was tougher than me. (laughs) So she was quiet, but I'm pretty sure she found it laughable. I'm pretty sure she was laughing. Look at this dude trying to be hardcore, right? (laughs) I was just breathing. That's all I could do. I parked, we were at Target. I just got out, closed the door, and as I was walking in Target, uh, man, God was just speaking to me. I was just on this mission to find uh, some cards. Um, And God was just speaking to me, and it was this, since I was separated from her, I couldn't hurt her. I couldn't talk to her or anything like that. But I was listening to God. And when I, when I got back into the car, I knew exactly what to say. And I said, I forgot what I said, but I said it. And uh, man, the fight instantly just dissipated, just vanished. Um, so that's a, I'm not saying do that every time, but it's going gonna, it's gonna to look like that. That's something practical. Like do not give your flesh a chance to hurt your loved one. Do not, because it will hurt. It will destroy. It will say some very mean things, some low blows, man. And it, and it will cut and divide. And God, Jesus, one of his main prayers was that we be one, his church be one. And all that the flesh wants to do, all the devil wants to do is divide and destroy. And we have to learn how to just keep it together. Keep it together. And that's only going to be done by the Holy Spirit, all right? All right, so let's stand. Let's stand. I don't know what you guys are going through today, um, if it's a trial with people involved or if it's a trial just by yourself, uh, but no matter what, when trials happen, um, there is always a chance for the devil, for the flesh to dis- divide you from the church, to take you from your family, to take you from everything based on your emotions and your flesh, and we have to learn how to be slow to react. Be slow. Don't make drastic decisions based on your circumstances. Because that can really just end everything. Learn to be slow to speak, slow to your emotion, and quick to listen. All right, let's pray. Mm-hmm. Father God, I pray for everyone in this room, those who are going through it right now, and everyone, everyone else who is eventually going to go through a trial. And I pray, God, that Your power, You just come into our hearts and minds, because we cannot do this without You. I pray that you just give us a strong conviction that we need your voice. We need your voice. Help us not to speak. Help us not to do any actions without your voice. Help us to wait until further instructions, God, whatever that may take. Give us that conviction. Next time we are in it, help us just to walk away. You are stronger than our flesh, God, but we are not, so we need you. Empower us and help us just to keep on sowing and showing your gospel and who you are into the world and into our situations. We love you, God. We need you. We declare all this in Jesus' name. Amen.